Okay, then. Back at it. Back to the grindstone. Back in the grindhouse. Grinding away. You get the idea. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program continuing on into the summer. Prime basketball season. The world is still, well, the world is still turning, which is nice. That's refreshing. And we're hanging in there, right? Appreciate everybody listening. As per usual, my name is Jonas Nordman. It's June. We're not thinking college basketball, but I appreciate you listening because that means you enjoy the Jayhawks program and what's happening around KU. And I think we've got a pretty interesting episode here on the docket. Got a really cool stat I want to share, sort of some historical context, if you will. And then I'm going to start up a new series We're going to take a look at what's going on with our past friends. What do I mean? Stay tuned. And then on top of that, we have some clickbait from ESPN. So we've got content, which is awesome. So let's get to the business. Let's get to the bidness. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And here's what I believe. Here's what's going on in the world. Uh, the, the game Fortnite has a new season, so they switched up the gameplay, and there's a lot of new stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's going on in the world. Um, I am wrapping up my series, a couple, couple weeks here, on the keto diet. Yes. Lost a few pounds. Eat. I have eaten. I have ate. Whatever you want to say. I have eaten a lot of bacon, so eh, it's pretty positive. Um, but... Yeah, I think I could go for some carbs and for some sugar right now. Uh, So if I crash in the middle of this, that's what's going on. And uh, other than that, yeah, nothing else going on in the world. So let's get to the college basketball. Let's get to the Kansas basketball. Appreciate everybody listening. If you want to advertise with this program and this program only, show the rest of everybody. Let me know at Instagram or on Instagram at JonasN310. If you want to advertise with the whole network and maybe go with some shows that have people that can talk straight, oh, God, um, just go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. There's an advertising tab. Super easy. All right. Here's a fun stat that I ran across yesterday on the old Twitter. From at CBB on Fox. This is the Fox College Hoops official Twitter. They are, of course, filling their time, doing everything they can, picking out every stat that they can. And how about that? Eyeball emoji, graph emoji going up. At KU Hoops is just two weeks away from passing at UCLA for the longest-ranked streak in AP poll history. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. That is an active streak, of course. If you follow Kansas basketball, you know that they're ranked in the AP poll just about Every year. So the streak is UCLA, and this was the Bill Walton, John Wooden, Lou Alcindor, also known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the movie Airplane. Those are those teams. Uh, 221 weeks ranked in the AP poll for UCLA. KU now sitting pretty at 220. So they will break that record. Another one of John Wooden's records that Bill Self is going to break. Uh, The last one was, of course, the conference title streak. John Wooden ran roughshod through, what was, I guess, the Pac-8 back then, if that. And Bill Self broke it with the Big 12 title streak. 
And so I, I wanted to see when, what was 220 weeks ago? Well, I should say 220 college basketball weeks when Kansas wasn't actually ranked in the AP poll. And it was the poll released on February 2nd, 2009. So I didn't want to, I didn't dive too deep into this. I was just trying to think what was happening. Why, why was that team not ranked? So February, early February, that means they're in the midst of Big 12 season. They're pretty deep in Big 12 season at that point, about midway. And 09, I believe, is, well, it's obviously the year after the national championship. So this is freshman Tyshawn Taylor. This is freshman Morris Twins, freshman Travis Relaford. And then you have Cole Aldrich and Sharon Collins, who are, of course, carrying that team. Brady Morningstar as well, who was a redshirt junior. And that was a pretty solid team. Like, I know they sort of overachieved that year, and Sharon put together a Herculean effort. But if they were going to be unranked, I would have thought it was going to be earlier in the year when people were sort of doubting the team. I think they started the season preseason ranked in, like, the 20s. So for them to be unranked, I guess it would have been the week before that, uh, in late January, I don't remember the trends. People, let me know. Was that team struggling through the beginning of Big 12 play. Because I remember that team really overachieving and doing well. I knew that was the year that they fell out of the rankings, but I'm surprised it was at the beginning of 09. Haven't looked back. 2010 was, of course, or 09 through 10 was, of course, the year that Xavier Henry came in. Their preseason number one, I think unanimous number one. Uh, Tough loss to Northern Iowa. Haven't heard anything about that since. Don't know what happened with that Farouk Manesh guy. He's actually an assistant coach, I think, with Nebraska. Seems like a nice guy. Um, and they've been ranked ever since. So that's a pretty remarkable stat. I mean, considering that UCLA just ran roughshod over college basketball, it'd be sweet if KU also had, like, the 10 straight national championships. But beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Although, you know, sometimes I am a beggar, and I am still a chooser. So it is what it is. Let's move to the NBA. No, this is not an NBA show. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show with Jonas Nordman. And the NBA is in the public eye right now because they are trying to put together a way to get this season finished up. And I thought it might be nice as we transition from how many weeks in a row that Kansas has been ranked to see how our old friends are doing. And first and foremost, what I realize is for KU players in the NBA, you know, might need to get a few more in there, you know, because I was searching roster by roster and I'm starting today. Hey, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to do the teams that are finished, that were not qualified. They were not close enough to play in the couple games before the NBA does the playoffs down there in Orlando. So I want to start with, uh, it's like five teams. There's only two from the Western Conference that didn't make the new format. Uh, a couple from the East. Let me take a look here at the Eastern Conference standings. Yeah, it was about six teams that didn't make it out of the East. So eight teams total. Uh, the KU players that did not make the playoffs, how was their season? And then we'll work our way through the Kansas players that are still able to play if the NBA does come back. We're essentially working our way to the Morris Twins, right? Like a spoiler alert, they're both on the two best teams or team 1A, 
one B, one C. You know, them the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Milwaukee Bucks are the best three teams in the NBA. And the Morris twins just so happen to both be living in Los Angeles just for different teams. But first, the bums. And the guys that did not make this postseason post postponement tournament. Here are the teams that made it, by the way, just real quickly. Or actually, here are the teams that didn't make it. This is probably the better way to do it. The eight teams. Charlotte, Chicago. Hey, at least they're getting good buzz with a miniseries, right? <laughs> Organizations win championships. The Bulls haven't won a championship since Jordan left. Ruminate on that. Bulls, Knicks, Detroit, Atlanta, Cleveland. And in the West, Minnesota and Golden State. I start with the Detroit Pistons. And my best friend in the whole wide world, Sviatoslav Mikhailuk, out of the Ukraine. Out of Ukraine. What is it, officially? Am I supposed to say the Ukraine? I don't think I am. Out of Ukraine. So Svi technically had himself a career year. He bumped up. Remember last year, drafted by the Lakers, got in 39 games with the Lakers, then traded to Detroit and what was a really stupid trade for the Lakers. I mean, Svi was literally the best shooter on that team last year, and they traded him for Reggie Bullock and Mike Muscala, essentially, who stink. They gave up on Svi. No big deal. This year, he was able to play in 56 56 games for Detroit, started 27 of them, played about 22 to 23 minutes per game. So he's a role player. And you know what? He averaged nine points per game. Not bad. Uh, For Svi, you're obviously going to take a look at the three-point percentage. That's probably where he's going to make his bread in the NBA. Three-point percentage, 40%. This year for Detroit, took about five a game. So that's that's pretty respectable. That's that's a good way to go about things for Svi. You know, the field goal percentage at around 41%. It's the, the ticker is pointing upwards for Sfi, I believe. He's in a no-pressure situation in Detroit. He'll get the opportunity if he keeps improving. What he really needs to improve on is ball handling and creating off the dribble. He's not a point guard. Uh, they have him listed as a shooting guard. Um, I was actually able to see some of his offseason workouts. They want him to continue. This was leading into this past year. They want improved ball handling. They want him to create. But we know he can catch and shoot. And the numbers bear it out. 40% three-point shooting, nine points per game in 22 minutes, 23 minutes. Not bad. Keep on putting in the work, and I think he's going to have a nice little career. Now, we move on to the anomaly. No, not the anomaly, the enigma. We move on to the enigma. That is Andrew Wiggins. So, of course... In the midst of this year, Andrew Wiggins was traded. In fact, the two teams that he played for are the two Western teams that didn't make the playoffs. Coincidence? Probably. (laughs) Uh, So he played for Minnesota for 42 games, and then he got traded to Golden State for the final 12 games of the season before things got cut off. Golden State is likely going to end up with like the number one pick because that's how these things go. One bad year. And now they're going to have Draymond, Clay, Steph, and probably the number one overall pick with Andrew Wiggins, unless they, did, unless they decide to trade him, which we'll get to. 
So the surface level for Andrew Wiggins looks fine. He's never averaged less than 17 points per game. Well, he had 16.9 his rookie year, and he won rookie of the year. This is a guy who, again, in the 20-point range, shoots in the mid to high 40%. Three-point percentage, remember, C was 40%. Andrew Wiggins this past year, 33% during his time with Minnesota, 33.9 with Golden State. Not a great three-point shooter, or not the best, average. And this is not the era to be an average three-point shooter in the NBA. He is an enigma, as I said. He is known for taking bad shots. He is known for being inefficient. And that's just not how the NBA is played these days. 2.1, 2.5 turnovers per game for a guy who's not the point guard? That's not great. I had high hopes for Wiggins coming in. I really did leaving KU. He is not known for his defense in the NBA. I thought he was one of the best on-ball defensive players Bill Self has ever had during his time at Kansas. It's tough to say it hasn't panned out because he's got a huge contract. He was a rookie of the year. And he still has time. It's remarkable, right? This is a, this is a kid who is now... who just finished up his sixth season. So... He's got, let's call it, at least six more. If the back half is better than the first half, that's going to be a really good player. Now, I mentioned it could be traded. That was the rumor, right? I mean, if Golden State really wants to retool this thing, they've got a pretty juicy piece in Andrew Wiggins. There's a team that could take a chance. They could sell it to the fan base saying, hey, we've got Andrew Wiggins. We're, we're taking a chance on this former number one overall draft pick and rookie of the year. You know, I could see a team like, oh, let me take a look at the standings. There's, a, I could see the Knicks doing that. <laughs> uh, maybe a team like Atlanta, maybe trading for him as like their final piece to put next to Trey Young, something like that. A team like Indiana, try to pair him with Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. We'll see. The opportunity is still there, and if Wiggins really applies himself, I mean, we know the guy's talented. You don't get, you don't become the universally most adored recruit in history by being a bad player. NBA is tough, though. The NBA is difficult. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> but how about this positive story? I moved to Charlotte, and what a year was just put in by a guy who should win most improved player this year. You loved him for his fro. You loved him for leading the 2018 Kansas team to the final four. His effervescent smile, his great personality. <laughs> He's got a great personality. Still cute though. It's Devonte Graham, a guy that was in the G league last year, or his rookie season. And what did he do this year? Oh, you know, Charlotte just threw down a ton of cash and signed Terry Rozier away from the Boston Celtics. Turns out they wasted all that money because Devontae Graham essentially plays the same position and it had a way better year. Michael Jordan as an owner, right? 63 games played for Devontae Graham and he started 53 of those. Unbelievable. 
played 35 minutes, hit a number of game winners. I was watching a game where Charlotte was at the Garden. They drew up the play uh, for at Madison Square Garden, not the TD Garden in Boston. The play was drawn up for Devontae Graham, and he drilled the game-winning three. The kid is oozing confidence, shooting 37% from three-point range, was able to take place in the three-point contest at NBA All-Star Weekend. There was a time where the only player he was behind in made three-point shots was James Harden, who takes and makes a ton of threes. 18.2 points per game for Devontae Graham to pair that with seven and a half assists per game. A remarkable season for the little kid out of Brewster Academy that was originally going to go to Appalachian State. And I hope this is just the beginning for Devontae because he looks good in that Charlotte uniform first and foremost. And he just put together a, a truly remarkable and fantastic season. So congrats to those three players on another great NBA season. When we next talk, we will talk about some of the players who are still in the tourney, if you will. But Svi Mikhailuk, Andrew Wiggins, Devontae Graham, season's finished. But I was, like I was saying, KU needs more players in, in the league, man. It's tough. You got to do some searching through some of these teams to find Kansas players. I mean, the New Orleans Pelicans have five Duke players on their roster. Frank Jackson, Jaleel Okafor, of course, that Zion character, uh, Brandon Ingram, and J.J. Redick. Come on. All right. We are moseying along here on the Believe in Kansas basketball program. As we continue to come up with content, and as we're still sort of reminiscing, if you will, about the past season, I'm still stretching out our series on uh, the year in review. I think we only have three players left, and they're all big ones. So, yeah, that, that, those will be centerpieces of shows as opposed to when stuff comes out. <laughs> Although, granted, the second I say that we're still looking back, I, I want to talk about a clickbait article that's looking forward. You know, I, I read these articles, so you necessarily don't have to. It's the way too early rankings once again, and I like to update the people so they know, so fans know what necessarily to look for, you know, look forward to. It, it helps gauge, like, what team should I be looking for nationally um, if Kansas is going up against, say, Villanova, you know. Wow, this was a team at the very least preseason was considered to be the best team in the country. You know, it, when Kansas takes on Creighton this year. That's a team that's preseason power ranked number 12. That's going to be a good game. Excuse me, I dropped my pen. So, new and updated from ESPN, Jeff Borzello. You done messed it up. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's doing this for the effect, right? You can't have the same rankings every single time you do it because... It's boring and there's nothing really else happening and you need to generate the people to look. But this is a Believe in Jayhawks show. So I need to react when something happens with KU. Anything. Even legally. Oh, God, what a slog that was. No one wants to talk about, hey, baseball, no one wants to talk about what's happening off the field, especially with dollars and cents. All right, 
back to the regular scheduled program. Gonzaga, still number one. Makes sense. They're going to be amazing. Villanova, still number two. Yep, makes sense. That is a loaded lineup. Wow. Even with them losing Sadiq Bey, that's a good team. Baylor is still three. I was looking at this lineup for Baylor again. So they lose Freddie Gillespie. And they replace him with Tristan Clark. A guy who, yes, has had some injury trouble, didn't play really that much last year for the second best team in the country. Third best, behind Gonzaga. But he is more talented than Freddie Gillespie. But Gillespie knew his role. And sometimes and he played it well. Don't get me wrong. And sometimes that is more important than just being a more talented player. Because they're not hurting for talent. Again, a lot of this is depending on who comes back. And if Butler or Teague do not come back, that will greatly affect this ranking and this team. But if the projected starting lineup comes true, I, I think this is a Final Four team. Jared Butler, except for the fact that Scott Drew is their coach. <laughs> Anyways, Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Macy O'Teague, Mark Vidal, Tristan Clark. The first four should all sound really familiar because I basically talked about them every episode when we first came on during Big 12 season. Number four, Virginia. Good team. Number five, Iowa. I've mentioned this. have a problem with it. It's based off one player who might not even come back. <laughs> and the number six, this was where the Kansas Jayhawks were. But they have bumped up the Wisconsin Badgers. The old cheeseheads. So this is based on continuity. They finished the season 8-0, and they are bringing back the entire starting lineup. So sure, this is going to be a solid team. But this is a team that no one was really saying is threatening for the national title last year. And now just because they bring all those guys back, we're now saying, well, this is the number six team in the country. So they jump KU. Kansas is now seventh in Jeff Borzello's rankings. And what's the reasoning? It's the same thing. They are losing Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azabuki. Garrett doesn't provide the same scoring punch as a ball handler. But he even makes the point that you have Bryce Thompson and Tyon Grant Foster coming in who are scoring threats. But they're unknown. And the difference and the reason that Kansas is bumped down and the Badgers are bumped up, 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 is because of the known versus unknown. Now, I will say, I've been doing the review episodes or, or pieces, and I did a big preview on the roster so you have an idea of what to look for next year. When you look at the projected starting lineup for Kansas, I just did this with Baylor, right? It's interesting. This I, I keep saying, or I keep believing that offense is going to be a strong shoot for Kansas, but the Jayhawks are really going to need a lot of guys to take a next step. I really hit this home with Ochai Baji, but guys like Brown, McCormack, Thompson's going to have to live up to the hype. Grant Foster will have to live up some th- somewhat to the hype. Because here are your past averages for the projected starting lineup from Borzello. I don't know if this is what it'll be. I think this is probably fair, though. Marcus Garrett, 9.2 points per game, 4.6 assists per game. Uh, We know that. Garrett is not a go-to scorer. 
Bryce Thompson, freshman, will have to get used to college basketball. Could be a big scorer, though. Ochai Agbaji, the only guy in this projected starting lineup with a double-digit di- double figure scoring average, and it was 10 right on the dot. And we know he was inconsistent. TGF, Grant Foster, transferring in. The transition from junior college to the Big 12. Yeah, we'll see. And then Big Mac, David McCormack, 6.9. Very nice. But he'll need to, to bump that up with the increased playing time. So that, that was just my thoughts on Jeff Borzello affecting his rankings like that. I'm scrolling down, seeing what other Big 12 teams we as fans will have to keep an eye on. There's Texas Tech at 13. I mentioned it before, losing Davide Moretti is a big blow to them. West Virginia, 17. Texas at 18. And then that is it in terms of the Big 12. Anyone else next in line? No. So it's going to be a pretty top-heavy season from the Big 12. I think we knew that already. Can't be much worse than last year when it was two teams that were decent. But hey. I hope. Oh, how about this? Okay, I, I apologize I'm about to shut things down right here. But speaking of shutting things down, uh, the, this alert just came across my phone as I'm talking. We're talking about Jayhawks in the NBA. Kelly Oubre, yes, former Jayhawk, is going to miss the NBA restart. So we will have to factor that in when we talk about the Phoenix Suns and mostly Kelly Oubre. Expected to miss the rest of season to continue knee rehab but he's going to travel with the team to Orlando because when you're rehabbing, God forbid you miss a free trip to Orlando, even though you live in Phoenix. Anyways, <laughs> how about that? Breaking news right here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. We got a little bit of everything. We take a look to the history. We take a look to the future. And right here in the moment where we should always be because time is a flat circle. And what is time these days? Every day is the same. Right here in the present, we are getting breaking news. So thank you so much for listening. I will speak with you next week. Same time, same place, the Believe Podcast Network. Same guy, me, at Jonas N through and O. Let me know anything Kansas-related. And apart from that, stay well. The numbers are still going up. Like, let's just stay safe. It's not that big of a deal, right? Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Don't. Be right next to somebody at a bar. I haven't gotten a haircut since like January, February, something like that. I look like Jerry Seinfeld from like the 90s. My exhaust pipes out the side are looking ridiculous. But you know what? I'm not sick. And with that said, I wish you all a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. And as always, rock chalk.